Okay, we're live. Hi everyone, we are Sunflowers and Red Feathers. I'm Christina. And I'm Stephanie. We are two moms living in the before and after of child loss. Join us in this journey as we share our stories of not only loss, but how life after loss can still be full of beauty, love, hope, and joy. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our channel to stay up to date on when we post a new video. Bye. Hi, everybody. We are Sunflowers and Red Feathers. I'm Christina. And I am Stephanie. Um, tonight, our, well, today, <laughs> whenever you're watching this, our episode is going to be about the evolution of grief. So um, a while back ago, uh, there was a comment that Christina had actually seen on a Compassionate Friends private Facebook group. And this lady was asking a question about um, whether or not she needed to go to grief counseling. And there was a lady named Linda that left a beautiful comment that we saved and we've been going back and forth on it before. And I just kind of want to read it tonight um, and show you where we came up with um, our topic for today. So it says, over the years, I have had to explain the difference between grief and depression to numerous mental health professionals. Depression can be a physi physiological issue where the body can be unbalanced or the brain is having responses that are chemical. Situational depression is where we grieve over the loss of a job, friend, family issues, etc. But grief, in the, as in the loss of a child, significant other, or family member, is yet a deeper grief where life is changed for the life. Um, the death of a child you nurtured and built dreams and hopes on from the time you learned you were pregnant and the feeling of investment and knowing the child was a piece of you and love, not limited to biological children, but a bond of another sort in your commitment to that child where you know you would move mountains if you could for that child. That grief is felt into our last breath. Grief evolves and changes in many transitions over the years as my daughter died in 1987. So I have been learning on the path. Memories and triggers remain and can come in a second to knock the window out of you. But with time and experience, you learn that you will survive and move those or move through as you have before. Um, this one hits me. I was born in 1987. So <laughs> reading this comment from a lady that has been grieving for as long as I've been alive shakes me to my core. Um, right. I think that is a realization that we both had um, once we started going to our meetings that, you know, this grief is going to be a lifetime process. And um, we've learned that grief evolves. And so that's kind of what we want to talk about tonight. Yeah. So that is, I mistyped that it was supposed to be knock the wind out of you, oh. <laughs> not window, <laughs> just so you know. But yeah, I can totally relate to that as well. Um, so yeah, that comment, when I first read it, I was like, oh my gosh, I really want to talk to this lady. So if this is you, Linda, you wrote this, please reach out to us because you sound like you are a book of knowledge as far as grief and the journey and how you change and we would love to pick your brain and see. Um, so during my research, I was trying to find an article or a blog, some sort of story from a bereaved parent talking about their journey, basically. I mean, we've 
we have a couple that I can think of in our local TCF group that has been grieving for what, 17, 18 years now. And, yep. but 33, wow. Um, but basically I wanted to know, like, how do you change or how does your grief change over time? Because everybody always asks, like, how long does it take? Um, how long will it hurt the pain this to go away? Yeah. Yeah. When does the pain subside? And we did an episode on this called, um, oh gosh, the grief timeline. Was it the grief timeline? Yeah. yeah. And we kind of touched on some, some points, but basically it's just, it doesn't ever go away. Right. We just learn how to live with it, how to carry it, how to move through it. Um, but it never totally goes away. So during my research, basically I found next to nothing <laughs> about, you know, how people, people um, get over it. Right. But basically everything that I was finding is that it just changes you. And so we all, I feel like need to find um, a foundation and a system that you can help us out of that early stage stage of grief, because I think that is what people are worried about because they get so stuck in that early stage and it's so dark and depressing and you feel like you're never going to be whole ever again. So what tools can we help you to feel like you can get out of that part of grief Cause yeah, it doesn't ever get better, but that part really, really sucks. And if you don't have tools or people or outlets, then how long you're in that phase can be different for everyone. Luckily, Stephanie reached out to me and she was my outlet. And then, um, you know, I still stayed in my dark place for quite a while, but at least I had somebody to talk to who was there with me. Um, but so the evolution, we want to just talk about how we, change and why we need help on our journey. Definitely. So, um, obviously studies, what studies we can find show that we as bereaved parents benefit from bereavement services. So there are all of those things that we can do. There's, um, group classes, um, that you can usually find local ones. Um, there's some through churches, all of those are good. Um, but we really need that help. So why do we need that help on our journey? Um, a child's death is one of the most traumatic things that you can ever go through because it's not, most of the time it's unexpected. Um, mm -hmm. It's crazy. Um, it's a violation of the usual order of things. Um, you're, a ch you're not supposed to bury your child. That's not something you plan on doing. So that's, it comes as hard. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. We were talking about how the emotional blow associated with that child loss can trigger a wide range of, you know, psychological and physiological problems. Um, mm -hmm. and these, yeah. <laughs> um, and the trauma associated with losing a child, whether it's to violence, disease, or, you know, another sudden traumatic loss can all lead to devastating physical and mental health issues. Um, I, for one, I struggle. I'm not going to lie. Um, if you've been following our journey, you know that um, Christine and I both have um, health problems. And we both have liver problems or autoimmune problems that have popped up since losing our children. And that has mm -hmm. been a struggle. Um, I don't know if you wanted to talk more about that, but I know for me, <laughs> um, that's been something that's been really, really hard. I try to be a healthy person. I try to live a healthy lifestyle and 
not being in control of my health really, it really brings me down. And so I deal with, um, not only I, I honestly think I do probably have PTSD from losing Joshua, but um, yeah. I deal with the emotional struggles of not being able to heal myself physically um, and mentally as well. Yeah. One of the things that I found kind of interesting in the article that um, we pulled some of those points from, which by the way, all these articles will be in our YouTube channel link and in our blog um, but the article itself was actually talking about how the fact that there are so many psychological and physiological problems that come after you lose a child, that the study was about elderly bereaved parents and how child loss can cause them to die at a, I want to say younger age, but sooner than if they hadn't lost a child. Because when you lose a child, like we've said before, obviously, you go into that deep, dark place, all these things are happening, you don't feel, you're not taken care of um, mentally, emotionally, because people just don't know how to help brave parents. And so oftentimes you're just alone in your grief. And especially if you're going through that right now with COVID, like you're quarantined, you're alone, and none of that is healthy for you physically at all. So for an elderly person to lose a child and then go through all of that, the outcome is pretty bad. <laughs> so the article talked about how they were dying younger than they should be. And so basically I wanted to find a way to help people, like I said, get tools and outlets to, to help you if you're alone, because it's just not healthy. You need to be able to get your grief off your chest and talk to somebody and find people who can empathize with you. So who is that? right? That's us, other bereaved parents. So how do you find, or who understands what you're going through? Other bereaved parents. Other bereaved parents. <laughs> yeah. And so during my research, again, um, when I was trying to find answers, I came across a couple different studies and it was so interesting to me because these weren't, they weren't blogs. These were actual scientific studies. And this one, I will read the title. It's called understanding how bereaved parents cope with their grief to inform the services provided to them. Like these, this was a study to try to help people help bereaved parents because they didn't know how to help us. The only way, <laughs> yeah, the only way they're going to figure it out is to ask other bereaved parents. And they did this whole study, but get this, the kicker was the information was so valuable. I literally was going to have to pay $41 to even read the article. <laughs> It's <laughs> ridiculous. And so I'm like, fine, move on to the next one. And so the next article that I found that was remotely closely related to what I was looking for was a study that was done by St. Jude's Children's Hospital. And they have um, basically a team that, oh, what was it called? I've been looking for this word. Um, I guess it's just called the Pediatric Palliative Care Experts. So they basically teamed up with other bereaved parents that had either just lost a child uh, or had a child that was going through cancer treatments at St. Jude's and set up this cycle or the system of like a timeline. So after you lose a child, like within the first two weeks, send them this pamphlet and this pamphlet. Once the holidays start to come around, send them this video. And they basically had this timeline of how to send helpful information at the right times to bereaved parents. And this, this study was like 
immensely long. And based on all these different factors and these parents were like, okay, this is what you need to do. This is why. And basically had to, to lay it all out for people because they just don't, they just don't know how to help us. So long story We're weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean, that's really telling because I mean, no, you have to have a study on how to handle us. <laughs> right. Um, it's really sad actually, because nothing is normal about child loss. There's nothing normal about being a bereaved parent and there shouldn't be. Um, but that's why we need the help because we need to make that, we need to have an awareness, um, and let other bereaved parents know that they're not alone. Um, because like you said earlier, um, the way to help a bereaved parent is to be a bereaved parent or I don't know how to, you said that. I've been there I before. Yeah. I butchered that. Yeah. But <laughs> you get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we also have a responsibility as bereaved parents to help other parents. And that's what we're doing here. Um, we need to help each other. We need to have that community and we need to be there for each other because we're not going to get it anywhere else. Yeah. We're here to normalize the grief process. And I know we're not the only ones who say that, but I think it's true. There's such, it's such a taboo topic, whether you're grieving a child or a parent or a spouse, like people, unless they've gone through it, they just don't want to talk about it. It's such a taboo thing. And we have a whole episode on that call too, called living the taboo life. Living the taboo life. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are speaking truth about child loss and grief and just find your outlet, follow us on social media, join a Facebook group, um, go to a local compassionate friends meeting, do what you have to do because until you get out of that really dark place and find hope again, that is a very, very hard place to be. And it's going to beat you up mentally and physically. So yeah, it's okay to need help. (laughs) And please don't feel afraid to reach out to us. We are here to help them and we can help you find resources and we can be a listening ear. Um, And if you have questions, let us know. Um, We can touch on those in future episodes. Um, And we also have Q&A Mondays on our Instagram and Facebook pages. So please utilize that. Um, But yeah, we are here. Um, We can be part of your community and share us with those that you know that could use us as well. We hope you have a great rest of the week and we will talk to you guys later. Okay. Bye. Bye.